This time on Poll Hub, the new abortion law in Texas has returned the issue of abortion once again to the center of the national political stage. The last week's been filled with a lot of political and legal analysis of the law, but we're stepping back to look at what decades of polling say about how Americans think about this issue. Then there's a big election coming up in California. Voters there will decide first whether to toss Governor Gavin Newsom out of office and second, if that happened, which of the 46, yep, 46 candidates would replace him for the rest of his term. It's all a little nutty, but we were interested in the polling aspect of this. Why is this state so hard to survey and why in this election does it make it even worse? And tat's not all, now it's for Lee. For Lee's fun fact, we're looking at tattoos. Lots to talk about, so let's get to it. And hi, everybody. Welcome to Poll Hub. I'm J.D. Dapper. And I'm Barbara Carvalho. And I'm Lee Marengoff. The debate about abortion rights really intensified this week uh, with the Texas law prohibiting abortions uh, after six weeks uh, and allowing the second half of that is allowing enforcement, uh, not by a government entity, but really by any private citizen uh, who can sue abortion providers or anyone else for that matter uh, that aids a woman um, in getting an abortion. It's uh, certainly brought the, the issue front and center uh, in, in our national debate. Uh, what's been the public reaction? I think it's, uh, it's not unexpected. I think that this is a, has been a wake-up call, uh, probably more to Democrats than Republicans, uh, because there is a sort of like, with Biden as president, it's sort of like the, the, that, that battle was won. Uh, now the battle has been rejoined. Um, and I think that, you know, given that the public as a whole uh, does not want to end Roe v. Wade, um, this kind of runs in the, flies in the face of public opinion. A lot more I could say about that, but I think for the purpose of where we are right now, um, you know, this is a, an issue that has been met with the kind of reaction that you probably would have expected uh, on both sides. Yeah, we've done a lot of polling over uh, the last decade or so, Jay. Go, go ahead. Yeah, all, all I was gonna say is that we often reduce this to a pro-life or pro-choice. I mean, that's the, the conversation is often reduced to that. And so in 2019, we asked that question and 57% said they're pro-choice, 35% said pro-life, 8% said unsure. Well, you'd think, okay, well, well done. I mean, that's a, a pretty big margin saying you're pro-choice. So this law and what it does must be wildly unpopular with Americans. But you know, there's so much more to it than that, because in that same poll, we did a lot more. We asked a lot more questions and we went a lot deeper into what what Americans are thinking. Yeah. And I think that what we have we've we've tracked this uh, this issue over the last decade. We've done it with a couple of our partners, uh, one with the NPR and the PBS NewsHour, uh, where we have at, gone beyond just asking um, either the, the binary question of whether you're pro-choice or pro-life or whether you feel that uh, abortion, another standard question is whether people feel that it should be legal uh, at any time, in all circumstances, only in certain circumstances, or uh, illegal. Um, and so we have also uh, taken one step farther, uh, not only with those national partners, but also uh, with the Knights of Columbus um, in, in tracking attitudes uh, over time and found that 
opinion is certainly much more nuanced than what those labels uh, actually suggest. Um, and uh, it depends upon very often the debate that's occurring uh, in the national um, kind of um, court to not necessarily the Supreme Court, although that too, but the National Court of Public Opinion and the debate that is occurring there, whether people identify with one side or the other. What are some of the things that we have uh, looked at um, and ways of approaching measuring uh, people's opinions on abortion that have suggested that it may not be so black and white? Well, I think when, you know, First of all, we, we, we put it into a, a multitude of choices. One, at one extreme, abortion should be available at any time uh, during a pregnancy. And the other, at the other extreme, the sixth option was abortion should never be permitted under any circumstances. And when you do it that way, and you sort of take the pro-life and pro-choice positions and actually provide specific options, then you see there's no one single option the most gets 29%, which a plurality, is a, yeah. a plurality, but not even a strong one at that. And that one is that abortion should be allowed only in cases of rape, incest, or to save the life of the woman. I think one of the, and then the others get, you know, more or less, the notion that abortion should never be permitted under any circumstances is the lowest one of those at 9%. And I think some of the um, reaction to the Texas court is, it gets about as close to that with the six-week um, limit um, as more to the extreme than either to the middle and certainly not to the pro-choice position. So I think that's why we're seeing the reaction. From a polling perspective, I think it's very important to underscore what both of you have been saying, that if you just use the pro-choice, pro-life label, you're going to get a lot of people in that bucket who are being kind of like into one of the positions when in fact they have lots of other variations about when and under what circumstances um, it could be. Uh, I think in this case in Texas, because, um, you know, the, the rape and incest part um, is uh, not allowed, not part of what is being considered uh, offensive to or to the uh, issue. Um, that that's why it's getting it's not in. Yeah, it's not in the Texas law is as an exception for rape and incest. And, and the, I remember in 2019 when we did this poll and we talked about it on this podcast, 44 percent of people identifying as pro-life said it should be allowed in the case of rape, incest or to save the life of the woman. So that's that's nearly half, not quite, but nearly half of those identifying as pro-life believe that. And I think that's why the Texas law is being seen as so extreme. Um, by, by a lot of folks, uh, including those who are, you know, self-identifies pro-life. And then I think we have to also look at the Supreme Court in all this, um, recognizing that three of the justices um, were picked by Donald Trump in his four years as president. Barack Obama, I believe, only had one <laughs> with an asterisk in, in the eight years. Um, so the court is very much uh, unbalanced uh, in favor of uh uh, of letting this Texas law go through, or at least not stopping it. Well, I think um, what we've also seen as we've polled this over the decade is that um, it isn't just uh, a, uh, an issue that uh, Americans uh, do identify with the, the extreme, 
but I think also that um, there are uh, quite a large proportion of Americans uh, who also see that there should be uh, some or significant restrictions um, on the legality um, of, of abortion. So a, a lot more to discuss going forward. Um, and this issue is certainly uh, not going to go away uh, anytime, anytime soon. So somebody who may be going away sometime soon, but it's highly <laughs> unlikely uh, if you believe the polls is California Governor Gavin Newsom. Um, California, as you may recall, had a recall, a successful recollection, successful if you wanted to recall the governor, um, when Governor Gray Davis was removed. And this guy, what's his name, Schwarzenegger? Somebody Schwarzenegger became the governor as a result of that. Uh, one of the big famous uh, electoral recalls in American history. So um, they're back at it again in California, hoping to remove, uh, some people hoping to remove Gavin Newsom. Our interest in this is that California, as we know, is kind of notoriously difficult to poll. And so I really want you know, to, you to explain why this is hard to poll, but why in this case <laughs> is it so hard? We have a group of polls that show any place from a six to a 16 point in the most recent poll uh, lead to keep him. In other words, to not recall him. But everybody who comments on this says, but who knows? How do you how do you get to who knows from a sixty six to sixteen point lead when you're polling California? Special election. <laughs> um, you know, I think what usually draws people to the polls is a focus of national elections. Very often, um, people do not tend to uh, participate as often uh, or as much. Um, in local elections. Now, this is certainly a statewide election, but there's a big, big question mark um, as to who is actually going to be motivated um, to vote and who is actually going to show up at the polls. California, you're right, even in its, you know, even on a good day is a very diverse state. Um, there are a lot of uh, language uh, differences across the state. Uh, when you poll California, you need to have um, a, a lot of uh, opportunity for people who may be able to vote, but are not necessarily um, uh, fluent um, in English. So um, on, a, on a good day, in a quiet, boring election, California <laughs> is not the easiest, uh, easiest place to poll. Well, I think also there's, to add an element of confusion to this, this is a double uh, double, on double meaning here in that, on the one hand, you have to vote whether you want to recall the incumbent governor. And then if that's the case, well, where do you want, you know, who do you want to replace it with? So this is not a head-to-head -head match. The In the polls, uh, Larry Elder who is a Republican and quite conservative and outspoken, um, actually is leading the replacement part of that. But if you match him up against um, Governor Newsom, he trails by over 20 points. So, <laughs> you know, it's sort of the devil you know is better than one you don't. In this case, Newsom is fairly popular and may withstand this challenge perhaps aided by the fact that the replacement seems less popular than the governor who's sort of, you know, in some political trouble. The numbers have shifted, Jay, and I think that's important to point out. Uh, you know, a month or two ago, there was a greater sense of um, 
a greater sense that he should be recalled, the governor. Uh, that has shifted in almost all the polls, uh, in part because you know, moderate Democrats, uh, weak Democrats, sort of have gotten their partisan back up in the air the more this has become a national issue. And I, and I do think also um, that the issue in Texas is maybe casting a shadow on what's going on in California because, you know, things political have kind of gotten into the middle of this recall uh, and it's changed the dialogue a little bit. But Barb, before we move on, I just want to kind of reiterate, I mean, do you have, do, do you have a lot of faith in these polls? knowing what we know about California and a runoff election and who's going to show up and all that? Well, I think it gives us certainly a best guess. I mean, the one thing that I do like about polling, you know, regardless of the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the noise that it can make during an election is it does provide some boundaries, at least for the, the, the pundits uh, and the politicians to uh, to just uh, spin their their own case, um, it it keeps them you know it keeps them within uh, within those boundaries. I don't know if uh, you know it's still going to be uh, Governor Newsom at this point. It looks that way. Also, by two to one, the people who've already voted we know are registered Democrats. And interestingly, eighty percent of the people who had voted at this point in the presidential election have also voted in the special. So it's getting some attention uh, for sure in California. Uh, it's an interesting thing. And maybe another point we can discuss, you know, is, is, recall, is recall a good thing or does th do things work out if you're unpopular like in New York recently? Well, California, California has <laughs> always wanted story. to bring things to the, to the ballot box. So uh, that, is, that is their tradition, whether it's referendums or whether it's re recalls. Um, you know, that that's their that's their signature democracy. So uh, I think we're probably uh, in for a lot more of that in the future. Let's hope not 46 names, though, um, on the on the ballot. <laughs> and how could you possibly poll? Well, you, <laughs> you, know, you have another 20 minutes while I read you the list of names. Um, I would say one thing on that before we go to the fun fact. And I think this might even be a preliminary fun fact. Am I allowed to? Uh, this one is, um, you mentioned Schwarzenegger. You're the boss. You can do what you want. Okay, thanks. You mentioned Schwarzenegger as kind of like. You didn't wait for an answer either. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's the boss, right? He, the boss doesn't wait for an answer. Can I do this? Yes, I can. Okay, move, moving forward then. Um, the uh, You mentioned Schwarzenegger as kind of like this um, known entity uh uh, who benefited last time? There is a known entity on the ballot this time, Caitlin Jennings, and uh, Jenner. Jenner, I'm sorry. Well, and and that's uh, currently getting one percent uh, in the polls. So this doesn't look like any groundswell support. That has nothing to do with the tattoo uh, issue, however. But I thought it was the tattoo issue. The tattoo issue, which you referred to as tats, which I must say has already taught me something I was unaware of. In any case, tattoo issues. Um, well, <laughs> what do we know about that in Ipsos Ball? So the fact that you're calling it a tattoo issue, issue yeah. I think, <laughs> I think suggests this is not in your wheelhouse. Uh, well, I, I, I would say that there are, you know, we have several students who work uh, with us on this project in a variety of production uh, ways and editing and research. 
and they are on the Zoom and they all just went into hiding as uh, I went that way. So I, I think I definitely stepped in it. Um, so what's, then, the fun, what's the fun fact? What did they uncover in, in this research? What is the fun fact? Well, Ipsos did a poll in 2019. Funny you should ask. Uh, 30% of Americans have what you call cats, uh, Jay. Uh, and that's up from 21% in 2012. But the fun fact is a majority of Americans think they make people less attractive. So there's a group out there and you've seen them around. Uh, these aren't just little tattoos. I mean, people are covering, you know, feet worth. Uh, I see you know, full arms, legs, and God knows what else. So this was a CBS News poll that we're looking at from 2014. 56% said tattoos make people look, in general, make people look less attractive. 22% more attractive. 14% said depends, which is, you know, that, that's a that's my answer to everything, right? And uh, 8% said that they didn't have it. Yeah, well, well, here here you go, though. Oh, wait, well, wait a second. What do you guys well, think? Well, I, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, people are worried about the long-term impact. Okay, grandpa. People are worried about the long-term impact of a vaccine. I look at these people who are covered in ink, I mean, assume it's ink, and look at what the long-term impact of that is. Um, however, I do want to also ask the question. Yeah, that does seem to not connect, does it? Yeah, I, I want to ask the question, though, and I think I know the answer to this. If you want to, there's six people I'm looking at right now, including the three of us. I'm sure that among the three of us, I'm not sure. I know I am a zero on this. You're a less attractive. So you think less attractive. I, I think it's less, and I wouldn't dream of doing this. Okay. And I think it depends. Uh, Barb, what do you think? I, well, I, I think they're, I think they can be very attractive. So it depends, right? Well, um, I think it's, uh, I think most times when I see a tattoo, I think it's a kind of a conversation starter because if there are a lot of them, um, it usually has a lot, it, it has meaning for the person who did them. Um, sometimes, you know, they're, you know, a memory of, you know, something that's happened to them or a person that's very close to them. Um, and so there's always a story or a narrative. So I think in that sense, I, I think in that sense, um, they're, I think they're, they're attractive. More attractive. Okay. Casey? I, I always, I, before you go to Casey, I, I'm back in here. Um, <laughs> I always ask two questions. Did, did it hurt? And can you take them away? Uh, which I don't think in either case is a positive. No, but, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, I really, you know, I think it's a interesting way of expressing oneself and, and also doing that in a very open and public way. Casey, what do you think? Uh, regarding less attractive or more attractive? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we've drifted away, but that's what we're asking. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was wondering if it was, do you have a tattoo? No, we won't get that personal. I think it's depends. I, I think it also, if you ever watched the tattoo fails, I think a tattoo itself could be the determining factor. <laughs> so it depends. Yeah, that's fair. Emily, what do you think? Is it more attractive, less attractive? Depends. Don't know. I agree with Barbara. I think it's really a form of expression and I don't think I would care if somebody had them. I don't, it depends on the tattoo. I agree with everybody else. If you're covered head to toe, maybe not, but it really depends on the person, not really just the tattoo. Ashley, what do you think? Um, you found this, right? This was your fun fact. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's a really beautiful form of art and expression. And I, a lot of times there's a reason for getting it, even if it's just that they, it really like resonates with them. So I find that really interesting. I'll have to say like, it does depend, but I really do. Um, I find tattoos really pretty because a lot of times it's just, it's either just some nice artwork or it's a story behind it. So it's always something interesting. Okay. And Marcello, we're saving you for last because answer the question, but then Marcello, I discovered yesterday, actually knows something about tattoos that probably none of us do because of his studies uh, here at Maris, or actually <laughs> well, he was at Maris, but not here at Maris. Can I make a request that next week the topic is the fun fact is not tongue piercing? Sure. You can make that request. <laughs> Ashley's a producer, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, Marcello, first, less attractive, more attractive pens, and then what is it about tattoos that you know that we don't? Um, well, I absolutely love tattoos, completely more attractive. So I'm in the minority there. And something that you may not have known about tattoos um, is about tribal, with air quotes, tattoos, um, which are actually the Pacific Tatao. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of modern tribal pieces actually consist of a conglomeration of a lot of Pacific Island Nation symbolism and designs and patterns. And that's because um, around the World War II era and a little bit before that, a lot of those island nations suffered from missionaries and imperialism. However, Samoa was one of those special islands because it had two huge islands. And so, which is today, American Samoa and then Samoa. They were actually able to keep their traditional methodology of the Tetao and all their cultural um, ties to that. And so they were actually not responsible, but a lot of... Um, Historians do believe that they are technically responsible for the revival of the Pacific rival, revival of the traditional tattoo. And so, for example, just a brief example from that, um, Tahiti actually completely lost their um, all of their ties to that tradition. And so they actually brought over Samoan Tafunga Tattoo, which is tattoo masters, to reteach the traditional methods of tattoo with um, the traditional, the two sticks and the tapping of the combs. And so it's really really interesting stuff. So he found this out and I found this out because I didn't know this about him where you you did a kind of a study abroad thing, right? Yes, I studied with the School for International Training in the Pacific. Um, so mostly in Samoa and Fiji and Hawaii as well. And so your final project was going to be done as the pandemic started and you were cut short of that. Yes. Um, so I was out there for two months and then the last doing research and you know taking classes and the last month was supposed to be actually filming i was going to do um, a short documentary on samo and tatao and uh, that's exactly when <laughs> we got pulled because of the covid and so here's one other thing you don't know um, our podcast will be edited from hawaii starting in a couple of weeks because marcello you're going back to hawaii yes i'm moving there in october um, to try and continue this work a little bit so there you go. See, surprise for everybody. <laughs> wow. Wow. How awesome. Wow. And, 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 I, and I would say that that is the best reason I've heard yet to consider doing this. That, that's really fascinating. A tattoo or studying abroad? Both. And that's going to do it for this edition of Poll Hub. Poll Hub is a production of the Marist Poll at Marist College in Poughkeepsie, New York. I'm Mary Griffith, and Poll Hub's executive producer. Casey Schaff is our production supervisor. Ashley Marcinek is our production assistant, and Marcello Bettman is our trusted editor. 
Thanks to the Roper Center Archive at Cornell University, they provide us with the ability to look back at survey questions and results over the decades. If you have questions or comments, reach out to us on social media. We're at Maris Poll on Twitter and Maris Poll on Facebook and Instagram. And while you're at it, check out our free series of short online learning modules. The Maris Poll Academy can be found on marispoll.com. Finally, if you like what you hear on Poll Hub, please consider leaving a review on your podcasting app of choice. Positive reviews help others find us. And while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you back here next week.